Welcome to Simply Remarkable, created by Remarkable, a Speakers Bureau. I'm your host today, Sue Falcone, founder and CEO of Remarkable, a Speakers Bureau. Now, we began this show for you so we could showcase the remarkable talent that we have here at our agency and also so you could see how remarkable they are and how they can help you be remarkable too. You get to know them personal and real, just as we do, and you never know. You might be looking for a speaker for your next event, or you might be knowing someone that is. So we love having you here today. And we thank you for joining us, and our chat line is active and open. We welcome your questions, your comments, shout outs. Just let us know you're there. Now, we know some people just listen and they don't want to join in a chat, and we understand that, but we'd love to have you join us. Now, today's guest is the award winning, world class customer and employee experience keynote speaker and best selling author of. Thanks for coming in today. And we're certainly thanking you for coming and joining us today. And he is ranked number four of the top 30 hospitality speakers in the world by Global Gurus. Whoa. Let's welcome the remarkable and amazing Charles Ryan Minton. Welcome. Good morning. And thanks for coming in today, Sue. All right. We welcome you, Ryan. And uh, where are you coming to us from? I am in South Florida. I live in Delray Beach. Oh, wow. All yeah. right. I I'm love it. I love it. To be this morning. Yeah, this is great. This is great. And what's the weather like right that now? It's beautiful and sunny. It's always sunny in South Florida. Except yes, when it rains. <laughs> definitely. Well, we're a little chilly in North Carolina. So, you know, we understand. <laughs> now, let's just jump right in. This 30 minutes goes by so fast, and we want to know everything about, about what people are asking for from you today. So, we're just going to jump right in. Now, Ryan, and I call you Ryan. You go by Charles Ryan Minton. Uh, so it's all the same person. <laughs> used to calling you Ryan. <laughs> I've been called a lot of things, but I like Ryan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. You know, but now Ryan, where did you grow up and who was the greatest influence in your life? Oh gosh. Easy question. I love that question. I grew up, I'm a Midwest guy. I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I am a big, all things Cincinnati fan. And unfortunately, I'm still struggling from last night's Bengals loss on uh, national TV, Baltimore. So that's a touchy subject. But um, everything that I am, who I am, I think um, really goes back to the answer to that question, both of the, those questions, uh, being a Midwestern guy and having Midwestern values. Um, and then my grandfather, who we uh, call Paps, who I'm fortunate he is still around uh, just uh, just an amazing, amazing man. I watched him uh, as a kid, just watched his work ethic and how he treated people and specifically how he treated my grandmother, who we call Granny, uh, really is just who I have modeled my entire life after. So um, thank you for asking me that question because I love talking about him. 
Oh, wow. I, I too, you know, we have those people in our lives and usually they're related to us early on and that we want to honor, you know, so thank you for sharing that. And at least your state's doing great in, in college football. So, Hey, we just, yeah. <laughs> so we just, I, I went to, I, a funny uh, thing. I went to Miami university in Ohio. A lot of people yeah. hear that and they think Florida, especially because now I live in Florida. Um, but Miami university in Ohio, great school. And they're, they're doing great in football this year. Um, and we always, uh, we sell t-shirts in the bookstore back in Oxford, Ohio, that says, Miami was a university before Florida was a state. <laughs> of course, I'm in North Carolina, member of the ACC. So we understand all that. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping it all straight. Right. <laughs> now, Ryan, how did you get involved in the hospitality and customer service experience world and become the expert that you are today? How did that all happen? Well, it goes back to growing up in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, there is the largest theme park in the Midwest. It's called Kings Island. And it was my very first job as a 16-year-old. I got a job at the theme park. If you live in Cincinnati and you're in high school, there's a good chance you're probably going to work at Kings Island. It's the largest seasonal employer there. And I got a job in the food service department working at the theme park. And I just love that job. I loved being able to get there and set everything up and take care of the customer. And of course it was a fun working environment, you know, being at a theme park every day. Um, met some amazing friends. In fact, my very best friend today, um, I met working at Kings Island and um, I just found myself really enjoying it. So I worked all through high school and all through college. I went to school, I went to college to be um, a journalist, to be a news anchor. I had a dream of being a news anchor and I have my degree in that. But even while I was getting my degree to be a journalist, I found myself enjoying working in um, customer service at the, at the theme park. So um, lo and behold, I, I interned at um, a Fox news station in Cincinnati, a Fox affiliate. And it was fine, but it, it just didn't excite me the way that I thought it would. And so I found myself um, recognizing that I wanted to make a career out of um, taking care of people and serving people. And I really started to look into where could I do that as a full-time career. And that's how I landed on the hotel business. So I got a job um, right out of college um, working at a Marriott in Cincinnati and uh, working at the front desk. And from there, I just worked my way up through every position, every department to become a general manager of a hotel. Um, from there, I was a general manager of a total of five hotels all across the country and eventually worked my way up to, uh, to vice president. And so I've made an entire career and lifetime uh, really out of working in hospitality. Wow, that's fascinating to see the the journey, to see the pattern there. And that's great because, yeah, it's all about serving people, isn't it? It is. I mean, that's what you're all about as a hotelier and uh, everything that you've done. So that's that's amazing. That's amazing. And now you know how to do it. This is this is the thing that you can share with the world. And I, I love that. Now, I often ask about this. 
what is the difference or is there any difference between customer service and customer service experience? Man, you're, you're asking all the great questions today. Uh, I love this. We question. don't plan this. We don't rehearse. We, we don't even know. Uh, I love this question because there is definitely a difference. And I think it's important to define it so much that I, in any keynote that I do, it's it's in the first probably 15 minutes because people use those phrases, those words interchangeably. And, and that, in some respects, that's okay. But you need to understand the, the difference. First of all, customer service is an action. It's a moment. And using the example of a hotel, it's, it's very easy. Everyone understands, you know, the different points in a hotel uh, experience. So, you know, when you check into the hotel and you interact with that front desk agent and they're getting your information and they're providing you with the key and they're telling you around, telling you about the hotel, you know, that's customer service. When you get to your room and maybe you need to call down and ask for an extra blanket or maybe there's an issue with the room. Um, someone comes to your room, those interactions with the staff, uh, those are customer service moments. Um, as you go throughout your stay in the hotel or you go out through your um, you know, interaction with any particular business, these customer service interactions, these customer service moments are creating the experience. And that's how you feel. That's how you feel about your, your experience with that business or how you felt about your stay or your interaction. So um, one of the things that I, I talk a lot about is how important it is to understand as a business that it only takes one customer service moment, one customer service interaction to impact the experience, customer experience positively or negatively. So I think it's a very important, very important exercise to define those two phrases. So that's a great question. Well, and the reason why I think people are asking that as well, because in a lot of industries, just like our speaking industry, yes, you can have a speaker, right? Mm -hmm. But what is the speaker to do? They are to create an experience for their audience and also for their event planners and who hired them. Right. That's different than just being able to be a keynote speaker. And so it's the same thing. So I think people are seeing that in all industries, that there is a difference in how they handle what they do. So thank well, you for sharing that because it made it really clear, you know, because you could be a customer service expert, or, but the big package is the customer service experience. Absolutely. You know, we, so we hit the nail on the head. We're, we're an experience economy now. In fact, in 2020, uh, for the first time, oh, first time ever, um, experience overtook um, product and and price as the key differentiator between when someone makes a decision to to do business with someone. So people are now considering what is my experience going to be? What is the reputation of this business? How how are they going to treat me as a customer? Um, a little bit more important than maybe the price or the 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 quality. So. Um, you're, you're, you're spot on. And like I said, we've, we've done a lot of research on this. So thank you for sharing that. So that was great. Now, let me ask you, Ryan, does it cost a fortune to transform, to transform a workplace culture into one of a customer 
centric focused enterprise. Does it take a fortune to do that? No, no, it doesn't. In fact, that's what I, um, I really, all of my experience, my, my background and expense and, ex, um, um, success has been going into hotels that are underperforming in customer experience, customer service scores, and turning them around in a relatively short time in the grand scheme of things, typically, you know, seven, nine, 12 months. And my formula for that, that I share in my keynotes is, is, is relatively simple. And it really all boils down to taking care of the employees first. You have to have a great employee experience if you want to provide a great customer experience. Unfortunately, a lot of companies, a lot of brands are missing this key point, but you have to take care of the employees. They have to enjoy coming to work, especially if you're in a business where you're providing any type of frontline service. Those folks have to enjoy working for you. If they don't, it's going to be felt by the customer. So, um, you know, we, we only have a few minutes left, so we can't unpack this entirely. But, you know, there are a lot of um, relatively low cost things that you can do to create a great work environment that in turn provides a great customer experience. Um, and some of those things include, you know, making sure you're, you're, you're um, providing and training what are the basics of customer service. This, I think this would be the one point I would share in an in interest of time is, you know, if you're providing a customer experience of any type, the people that are providing it, they need to know what are the basic expectations in your mind for your business of what customer service is. You know, as well as I do, Sue, that, you know, um, the, the newer generations of folks that are coming online, they have less and less of these, these soft skills that customer service kind of lives in. You know, simple things like making eye contact and smiling at people when you enter, when you go, you know, interact with someone. So you have to teach these things. Um, and so I, I've developed a list of service basics that I think are very important that any customer, I'm sorry, any business that's providing customer service must embrace and teach every employee before they ever set foot in front of a customer. And that costs nothing, by the way. And I totally agree with that because what I've seen happening is training is kind of like you're just supposed to know it, you know, you're just supposed to come, you know, with the whole package. Right. And that's not how it works. You know, you do have to have that training and key to it. And thank you for sharing that. And we featured a blog. I love your blogs because you, you do a great job of expressing the simple things and the cost saving things out there. And we did one yesterday and I loved it. Uh, featuring uh, where a manager and leader, where do you park when you go into your workplace office? And you explained you need to be thinking of the employees first and how do they view that? Mm -hmm. And that is so key. I said, I just love that because this is what we're supposed to do. You know, we have clients, we serve our, all of our talent, we have clients, but we have to, you know, it's all about them. It's not about, yeah, you right. know, us. And that takes some training and skills to do that. So thank you for sharing that because I think training is key. It is. It, it's just key. So thank you for sharing that. That's, that's great. And this one, 
goes right along with that because it kind of came out in the blog yesterday a little bit. What do you believe is the most important responsibility of any leader in today's workplace? You've got to create a place where people want to come to work. Uh, I, I, I think in today's economy, at this point, it's no secret. Everyone's wearing a million hats, especially our leaders, our general managers, our supervisors, um, our store managers, anyone that we're entrusting with managing our business. Um, they're wearing a lot of hats. And turnover is, is at an all-time high. It's hard to find people to work. So you have to take care of the people that you actually have. You have to make sure they enjoy coming to work. So I, I always say, you know, as a leader, I really believe that out of all the hats that you wear, the most important job you have is to create a place where people enjoy and genuinely enjoy coming to work, where they wake up and they say, you know what, I like to go to work. And I, and I, I, you know, I'm sure you've heard this phrase too of, you know, you join a company, you quit a boss. I, I think that is such a simple, but such a true and powerful statement. People join companies all the time. But if you ask them why they left, they're going to tell you it was about a bad experience with their boss. So um, we have to take care of the people that are providing our, our customer service. I think that's the biggest responsibility of a leader. And that is so key because it's not about you. It's about others right. first. And I learned that from Zig Ziglar many years ago. Mm -hmm. He said that all the time, you know, when you put others first, you always get back what you're looking for. Amen to that. You know, and so thank you for sharing that because that was that was really key in seeing upcoming leadership today, what it's all about. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Now, in today's culture, because we're we're talking about you creating a culture, uh, what are some of the biggest challenges when you're trying to create that? Um, remarkable customer service experience and customer service. What's the biggest challenge that to start with to do that? Because I know there's lots of leaders will be seeing this. There's lots of employees out there seeing this. What is the biggest challenge and what's some strategies to overcome those challenges? I think there's a lot of challenges. I think a big challenge if you're to, to put, um, consider what you just said, starting from scratch or starting new it can be overwhelming to think about how much you need to do and how much needs to be done, especially if you're being held to a certain standard or you have to get a certain customer service score or metric. And I would say to my encouragement there is just take it one day at a time, just literally one day at a time, one employee at a time and focus on, um, what I what I would say is genuine appreciation. Be uh, be present um, and and be positive. Those are my big my encouragements to leaders. Be present and be positive. And in doing that, you're going to start showing and modeling genuine appreciation for your team, and that's going to start to kind of spread within your organization and start to really impact the what what I was talking about earlier, creating a place where people want to come to work. But don't get overwhelmed by the fact that, you know, you, you have, you know, all these problems and you have all, all these things that you need to do. Just take it one day at a time, one employee at a time. And that's, that's 
that's a challenge sometimes, isn't it? I can see I can see that in my own my own company, but you know that's the way we have to do it. Yes, that's the best way. And um, like I tell people, we need to slow down so we can do more. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that present moment. So thank you for sharing that. That's 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 the whole the whole picture we have here. Now, employees today, when they're coming and looking for a place that hopefully they can love to come to and enjoy, what do you think they look at first? What is their main thing that they're looking for? Well, I think it depends on um, the employee and the job. You know, I think folks that are, you know, looking for a part-time job or it's not their forever career, they're probably just looking at how much they're going to get paid, if we're honest. Um, But I would, I, I might kind of rephrase your question a little bit and say what I think employees regardless of their position if you're looking for a place to work if you're looking for a new job what i would encourage them to do is do their homework on who the boss is going to be not just the company i think it's um you know pretty standard if you're going to go work somewhere you look up the company hopefully you're trying to find out what it might be like to work there and you're going to get a sense of that in most cases and, and a lot of it will be important for you to consider but when you get the interview and you get the, you know, to the point where you may be actually considering an offer or going to work there, if you haven't found already, find out who, yeah, who your direct manager will be, who is your direct supervisor, and then do your homework on that person. Because at the end of the day, that is who is going to impact your, um, your day and whether or not you enjoy working there. So, um, I kind of flipped your question a little bit, but I would, that's what I would say to people that are looking for a job. I'm happy for you to flip the question because guess what? That's probably what I was searching for. And <laughs> Hey, I needed some help there, you know? So this was great because that's it. You know, um, doing your homework is key and not just on the company. Right. I, I totally agree with that. You have to know who you're going to be working with every day because that's the that's the company to you. And um, so thank you for sharing that. That was great. Now, what do you see is the first step? Like if we have leaders and even event planners out there, you know, that are looking for speakers, you never know. What is the first step in building and retaining an all-star customer service team? What's that first step? The first step is in the hiring process. Um, You you have to hire right. And uh, I I do an entire workshop on this. So it's going to be hard to do this in a couple minutes. But I will tell you, here's when I'm interviewing a candidate that's going to provide customer service. It's going to provide, they're going to be in front of a customer. I don't really care so much about their experience. I, you know, I don't, you know, using back to my experience managing hotels, obviously, you know, if someone was interviewing for the front desk, it, it doesn't matter to me if they've ever worked at the front desk in a hotel before. In fact, I almost like it when they haven't. Um, what I'm looking at is how are they, how are they going to interact with the customer? And so I really, there's really two questions that I really ask that are most important to me that I really care about the answer to. The first one is, why do you want to work here? And that's a very generic question, but I have a reason I'm asking it. And 
in a customer service role, I want to hear someone say something along the lines of, um, you know, I enjoy impacting people. I enjoy working with people. You know, if they say, well, I just need a paycheck, then the motivation not, might not be exactly what I'm, I'm looking for in that position. And then when I say, the next question I say, is, I'm sorry, that is actually the second question. Why do you want to work here? Why do you want to serve people? And I want to hear them say, you know, I enjoy making people's day or I enjoy, you know, being with people. That's, that's what I want to hear. The other question I ask first is, you know, why do you want to work here? Why do you want to work in a hotel? What do you know about a hotel? Um, you know, what's important, what's important to you as a customer in a hotel? That's actually the question I'm trying to get to. I was thinking, what was the question? The question is, why do you want, uh, you know, what is important to you in working in a hotel or if, if you stay at a hotel rather? And, and I want to hear what their expectations are as a customer. And so typically you're going to hear them say things like, you know, I, I want friendly service. I want a clean room. You know, you just want to make sure they, they are thinking like the customer. So um, those are my two questions. Great questions. Great questions. Because All right, it took me a minute to get to the end there. <laughs> hey, remember, this is not planned. So, hey, that's that's totally. totally live. <laughs> yeah, we are. And I love it. I love it because then they can see you you know, what you can bring, you know, to an audience because you're you, you've lived it, you know it. And it just brings a great experience for an audience that could uh, share that because we like people to be real. That's right. We do. We do. And in looking back, Ryan, what is it that makes you smile about where you are today? I didn't think you were going to get me emotional today. So I'm going to be tried not to, but I'm already kind of getting teared up. Uh, what makes me smile about where I am today is my son, Charlie. Uh, he's two and uh, <laughs> dang it, Sue. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a little older than most dads, first time dads. Um, so I, you know, I didn't think that I was going to be a dad. And so now that I am, I'm just uh, overjoyed. He's, he's everything to me. And look, that's perfectly okay to be emotional because that's look, right. <laughs> your audiences and the people that come in your life and honor, you know, they're there too, <laughs> you know, and sometimes having to make choices yeah. about, you know, how to handle this whole thing right. of life. So, so that is totally okay. And look, I can get emotional too. I just posted a picture. We had our first great grand boy this oh week. Oh my goodness. Wow. You know, who would have ever thought now I started as a mere child, you know, I mean, really, but uh, you know, it, grandchildren were, were special, but when you get to that point, it was like, Oh wow. <laughs> so I understand. I understand now. And also, can you believe it in closing? <laughs> Ryan? Oh, we're here. What will you do today to be remarkable? You know, I try to consider every day my interactions with every person I touch as understanding whatever, you know, they may, they're, they're going through things I don't know about. So if I can just be a positive for them, if I can be a positive light, if I can be encouraging, I, I feel like that is um, 
a win. And I, I try to live every day like that. Exactly. Because that's what we're here for. And you've been delightful today. I love it. And to our audience out here, quiet today, but that's okay. You're probably thinking about other things. We understand that. You know, it's almost the house. <laughs> yeah. But our challenge to you as our audience is, what are you going to do today to be remarkable? Have you heard some things that maybe you need to start doing? Are you questioning some things that you might want to hear more about, Ryan? But please take a minute to share either here or give us a, con uh, a comment because we'd like to know what you are going to do to be remarkable today. And again, Ryan, thanks so much for joining us today. And let me just tell you, Ryan books quickly. So we're honored to have him and our team of speakers that we can provide some awesome experiences for our event planners and everyone that hires us as well as their audiences, because you bring that unique unique experience because you've lived it and that's what speakers do they've lived what they're doing and what they're sharing with you it's not just something they created out of their head <laughs> it is true life experience so make sure you contact us we'd love to work with you and like i said i love the book you got to make sure that you get a copy of this thanks for coming in today i think everyone in every industry should read this because it, it applies not just to, from your uh, industry that you're in, but it applies to all of us. So this is really great. And again, we hope everyone that you will join us here again next Friday, November 24th. Yes, we are going to be here the day after Thanksgiving where our featured guest will be the global award winning high energy business growth, sales, and leadership expert. She's a best-selling author. She's one of the top 100 sales experts on LinkedIn, Meredith Elliott Powell. She is a Hall of Fame speaker and the incoming 2024 president of the National Speakers Association. And she's helping all of us turn uncertainty into our greatest competitive advantage. You won't want to miss this experience and this episode next week. And we also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Now, this is really key for you because then you get to have an invite of all of our shows every Friday. Also, you won't miss an episode. And, and this afternoon, this episode will be right on there on our YouTube channel. You won't miss it. And just in case, you forgot anything that Ryan might have said today that you really want to catch up on, you can go right back there and find it. So thank you, Charles, for sharing everything because we covered a lot and this is great. And then next Wednesday, this becomes a podcast. So for all the people that want uh, you know, to listen in and review everything again, it becomes on every major podcast channel. So we have made it available and we welcome you to join us so that we make sure that we keep the greatest information out there on all the talent that we recommend that we represent here at Remarkable Speakers Bureau. And also you'll find on our YouTube channel all their current videos so you can see everyone in action 
and we just love you sharing your comments there so you'll we know what you're looking for and again we hope you have a remarkable thanksgiving and we will see you here next friday thanks so much and thanks ryan for coming to us and hug charlie for us okay happy thanksgiving thank you <laughs>